0: hello everyone this is adam meister the bitcoin meister the disrupt meister welcome to the one bitcoin show today is july the third 2019 strong hand like this shirt says Long-term thinking. One Bitcoin equals one big Value your wealth in Bitcoin. Having hype. Unconfiscatable. Yeah, I'm offended by selling. This is your home for Bitcoin insider information. Yeah, no fancy sets or graphics, but you get little get little fun things from Australia like this. My buddy's in Australia sent All right. You've seen that before if you're a veteran of the show. Okay, everyone. Check out the links below. Everything that I talk about is uh, linked to below. This game is not rigged. This show is not rigged. Insider information. I will be in Israel on July the 11th. Just reminding you guys, see you in Tel Aviv soon. But I'm in Baltimore right now. And all my live chatters, if you want me to visit your city, just say where you are now in the live chat. Do a shout out. Do Bitcoin Meister. I'll say where you are. I'll give you a shout out. Ask questions. Type in Bitcoin Meister. Is the only way I can see it. All right, so let's talk about uh, FUD fee. Fee FUD. Fee FUD. FUD. FUD, FUD. Uh, No, uh, uh, people always complain. Uh, There are some FUDsters that love to say the uh, transaction fees on Bitcoin are are so high. And um, here's a tweet from Kyle Torpley. Compared to the last cycle in 2017-18, in which Bitcoin went from the $3,200 to $11,000. The average mean fee is down approximately 76% and the average median fee is down about 89%. The growth of scaling solutions like Segwit has helped contribute to the decrease in fees. So all you people who weren't around during the last time that Bitcoin was ramping up in terms of fiat, you fiat freaks, um, Yeah. The fees were a lot more. Now they're not as much. And SegWit has helped. So combat that FUD when people, oh, it's expensive. No, it's not. SegWit has helped compared to to last time that we were going through all this uh, uh, FOMOing and whatnot. Now I want to say, people, are you used to that five-digit realm yet? Better start to get used to it, people. Start to get used to it. All right. Now, But yeah, when we first entered that five-digit realm, when we first touched it, yeah, the fees were a lot more. All right. Pound that like button. And Anzias or Anzlas, I can't see it. He's in Lisbon. And, of course, I visited Lisbon back in March and April of 2017 and February of 2017. And I loved Lisbon. Lisbon, I went to a Bitcoin meetup there. Lots of people were pumped about it back in 2017. Loved that it was totally in English. Although, I mean, most of the people there were from Portugal. Big community out there. Back in 2017, at least, I enjoyed my time in Lisbon. Uh, A Boogers guy says, Pikesville. (laughs) Are you uh, making a reference to the suburb of uh, Baltimore, the northwest suburb of Baltimore, which I happened to be in uh, earlier today? (laughs) <laughs> oh God, I'll talk about that in a second. Now uh, but yeah, I always give my shout out to my Baltimore suburbs, of course. Northwest Baltimore suburbs. Yeah. All right, so this is from speaking of foreign lands. Someone says, now I need to confirm on this, cash payments over 3,000 euro to be abol- to be abolished in uh, the Netherlands that's bullish for bitcoin they can't stop you from sending your bitcoin they want to cut down on that uh unmonitored transactions i guess they want you to use your credit card in the netherlands yeah keep on doing that countries modern countries you want to ban large cash transactions go ahead make my day it will help bitcoin but yeah they're saying this guy at least is saying Above three thousand euro in the Netherlands, cash payments they won't accept them. They're gonna, they're not gonna allow uh, places to accept them. Too bad. That's good for Bitcoin. Uh, Zach Bandera sent two dollars. He said pound. I say that like button pound that like button. Oh yeah, everyone. This is a little Beyond Bitcoin show moment for you. That's I'm about to give you. Remember to watch the Beyond Bitcoin show on Saturday nights if you want to hear about health tips and life hacks and all sorts of opinions that go way beyond bitcoin you may remember that i said i was going to start a 86 hour fast on sunday night and sure enough i did so right about now where am i where where am i like at 66 hour mark or something like that and you can see is it that hard people is it that hard to have a long again the reason you want to go over 72 hours because supposedly say it restarts your immune system yeah we'll see Whatever. You don't learn. It's long-term thinking. This is long-term type of stuff. So yeah, I'm doing my regular show, a new show here every day, even tomorrow on 4th of July. So next time you see me, my fast will be over probably. I'm going to eat before I do my show. But my fast, my 86-hour fast will end at 1.24 p.m. tomorrow. And it's fine. I'm actually going to go running after this. going to go run two miles after this because it was too hot to run earlier. I did a bunch of things today. Again, you could be in the middle of a huge, tremendous – and I had my water and everything. That's fine. It's all you need. Just pointing out to you, this is what I look like. I've got my hair cut today. What about my normal life? Went to synagogue. You can do it too, people. Not that hard. And I'm just doing my show like I usually do, but I wanted to point that out. It's, you know, we're almost at the holiday here. Uh, Adan K. Wizard said, hey, Adam, which is worse, Bcash or BSV? BSV, yes. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, you just compare the founders and uh, there, there's your answer right there. Definitely your answer right there. Um, all right. And uh, Guy, and thank you for the $1.99. Uh, Guy Bennett said, Bitcoin Meister, I would be... Dis- I, I mean, the real question is what is worse, Bcash or Ripple? And I say Ripple. Anyway, and some people disagree with me strongly. I've had shows about that in the past. So Guy Bennett said, uh, Bitcoin Meister, I would be disappointed if you ever paid for a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> do you cut your own hair? No, 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 no. I do not cut my own hair. I only had, I only got a free haircut once that was in college, and uh, no, I, I have been going to the same place to get my hair cut since right before my bar mitzvah. Uh, it is Kristoff's in Reisterstown, Maryland. I recommend it highly. It is a real barber shop. You can talk about manly issues with Chris the barber, and I guess the other male barbers. There's some female barberettes there too, so women can come there. But it originated, it was really hardcore guy at one point. And you could still, if you go there early, you could talk about all sorts. There's like Guns and Ammo magazine there, I noticed. Uh so no, I do pay, but it is it is a low-cost place. He he uh he hasn't changed the price that much over the years. I mean, he's kept up with inflation, I guess. It's still one of the it's a great haircut from Chris. He's doing, doing, doing actually today. It was funny. A woman that was there with her son, I assume she may have been a single mother, but she's before I got my haircut, she's like, Oh man, I want to see how Chris cuts your hair, man. You got like a rock star haircut. Are you in a band? I said, no, well, people think I'm in a band. And you know, I, I tried to, you know, not have much conversation because again, a woman with a, a that appears to have a child on her own. It's clear why she's talking to the Bitcoin Meister. Pound that if she knew I was the Bitcoin Meister, she'd really be talking to me. No, you look like a rock star. Pound that like button if you want to hear more about that stuff on Saturday nights type of show. That's the kind of thing that's talked about on Saturday show. Anyway, and again, if she has a husband or whatever, she shouldn't be talking to a she shouldn't be talking to a man about his hair in front of her child. All right. So, uh, yeah. So I do go to Chris's uh, place in in and get my hair cut. Uh, I, anyone in the area should go there in in the uh, Baltimore area. Well worth it. So, and again, since since before I was thirteen, I was talking about that with him today. B-Rock sent uh, 99 cents. Moving on, because people don't want to hear about Adam's hair, but yet people comment about it. Uh, Donald Trump had a tweet out there. Oh, my God. Now I, maybe he's confused. <laughs> this, is, this is hilarious. China and Europe are playing big currency manipulation game and pumping money into their system in order to compete with the USA. We should match, and he says match in all capitals, or continue being the dummies who sit back and politely watch as other countries continue to play their games as they have for many years. Wait, wait are, are you saying we should like match their money printing? Like other uh, people were interpreting it that way. I'm interpreting it that way also. Now, again, if you can, if you have power over the fed to tell them to keep, you know, keep it, keep it up. Then I guess you're going to do that. And I guess you're going to print money. Do what you're going to do, Donald. Um, for us, guys, that's a bullish sign for Bitcoin. He thinks it's good that China and Europe are printing money and that he wants to keep it up with them. Like this is a race. Okay. You, you can do that. I mean, it sounds like more like an AOC type of thing right there. But again, I'm in the Bitcoin overlay. So I'm just watching. That's that's why you need to be in the Bitcoin overlay. Just in case a tweet like that is a serious. If he, It doesn't seem like he really understands monetary policy very much. It, it, but again, if that's the direction he's going to go in, then, you know, be my guess. Uh, my Bitcoin will uh, boost up in fiat value because of you. Again, we're going to have inflation. Eh. If Donald's going to do it, then Donald's going to do it. If the, if the liberal after him is going to do it, then the liberal, the it's going to happen. Uh, but some people are very happy with inflation. Let them be. He seems to be happy with it. He wants to compete. Who's got more money printed, I guess? I don't know. But again, if you're in Bitcoin... Just get your popcorn out, I guess. Pound that like button. Alistair Milne has a a tweet about inflation, though. Bitcoin removes a government's ability to steal from its people via inflation, currency devaluation, slash currency devaluation. It is mind-blowing to me that in 2019, with knowledge of a long history of many currencies being debased, so many people are still against it. Not a Okay. No, to me, it's not a shock at all. I mean, I mean, it, it, the people are still against Bitcoin. It's not easy to use. It's uh, why not? It's if you're in the fiat, if you're getting paid by the welfare with, with dollars, you, you you're comfortable with it. You're able to buy your uh, big screen TVs still. I mean, if you're able to buy your big screen TV, who cares if the if the currency is being debased? Well, you should care. But eighty percenters, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. It the dollar is easy. They they. Can buy big screen TVs with it. Uh they can buy it. it it's very I mean, they don't notice it. They don't they don't know savings, they don't understand savings, Alistair. I mean, a lot of people don't get savings, it's just spend, spend, spend. Dollar is very convenient for spend, spend, spend. They don't notice that the spend 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 is getting them less and less. They have to spend more and more to get what they used to get. And yeah, if Donald prints some more, then but there's some people that are like. If if their team does it, if their team prints more, then rah 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 for the dollar, you know, like oh Donald printed more uh, uh, Donald dollars, so that's awesome. Or if you're on the other team, Bernie printed more dollars, that's awesome. Again, let let those people, the eighty percenters, get caught in that soap opera. Which team is winning? We're we're not on any of those political teams, okay? In Bitcoin, we just watch it, and because we know that both teams end up doing the same thing, inflating the currency. Uh, and again, US, U.S. the United States dollar is not going to hyperinflate. Though that that's for the lowly ones that don't don't worry about. I mean, if you're in Bitcoin, you don't have to worry about inflation or hyperinflation. Okay, you're in Bitcoin. That that's that's a cool thing. So uh, there's your answer, Alistair. People don't like Bitcoin because they're perfectly content. Uh, with their big screen TVs and the ease of use of the dollar, it will become easier. And eighty percenters are going to do what they're going to do. You, you got to think—not everyone cares about savings. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. They don't have to—they don't have to care about savings. At the end of the day, when they're totally dependent on the government, sitting in a hospital rotting away from their diabetes, depending on the government to save their lives, then maybe they'll understand why it was a good idea to have savings and to to uh, care about—not—not not just live for the day. All right. You know, all right, let's see. What is this here? Uh, we talked about the fee fud, We talked about Donald. Uh, I wonder what would say. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Uh, Bitcoin removes government's ability. To, and again, government's ability. Bitcoin removes a government's ability to steal from its people. No, 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 no. It doesn't remain. I mean, Bitcoin will be there and governments will still be stealing from their people if you opt into bitcoin it you don't have to worry about your government stealing from you anymore okay that that's a better way of putting it all right trump trump derangement syndrome here i mean i was in synagogue uh yesterday i was in synagogue i was also in a different synagogue earlier today but they were not talking about this it was last night when i was at beth the Villa, actually uh and i hear these guys these old dudes talking about trump impeachment like they're so hundred percent like convinced that it, it could actually happen and they're so into this soap opera and they don't even know how the impeachment process worked they, they were naive to it they're just like so this is what they do when they go home I guess they watch TV all day and 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 again they're older I guess they're retired and I got my Bitcoin shirt on and I'm just th- I'm thinking to myself God I, I just I wish I wish a fraction of the people who got caught up in the soap opera like the these guys they're they're a done deal okay they're old senior citizens that's it they're not changing okay they're gonna to go to their grave worrying about Donald Trump, which is a terrible thing to do. Really, you're waste. It's a sad. It's sad. It's sad that people get or that deranged about Trump uh, about Trump that they're talking about in in, in the back of the synagogue and, and stuff. I mean, but this is what their life lives have come to. It's, it's unfortunate. I mean, they they could be getting into Bitcoin and get, passing on wealth to to their grandkids and stuff. But I I, I just I, I, but besides these dudes, they're younger people that are just like these old men, which is really pathetic. They're so into the political soap opera, they're following it so closely, they're talking about it in social situations, even at their religious institutions. I mean, what a waste of life. And this sounds like a Saturday show here. Again, if only a fraction of people that had Trump derangement syndrome would just be like, you know what? This is all one big soap opera, uh, this political stuff. Let me try to better let, what's what's this about money and savings and Bitcoin? I mean, again, I I opted out of all that. So I used to know a lot more about politics. I mean, I wasn't this this is it is this every year it gets worse and worse uh you know in my college days and stuff eh, people weren't that uh, mainstream society wasn't that obsessed with elections it's just it's it's gone parabolic it's exponential growth in terms of 80 percenters becoming obsessed with politics and it is just when i hear dudes like that talking about it i just think if only a small and you know what a small percentage of the people will wake up and know like why do I care about this? I, I got to better my own life. These guys don't control any aspect of my life. I control my own life. Let me get into this Bitcoin thing and be wealthy. And, you know, if I still care about politics, I can uh, build a statue to my f- favorite politician with all my uh, wealth that I've acquired through savings. All right. So, uh, Forbes. Forbes has an impulsive clickbait title that I meant to mention yesterday, but we ran out of time. Ta- uh, we used to we ran out of time yesterday because everybody had some great we, people were flying questions were flying out of the chat. No, not that many questions today, but someone said thanks for the shows, Adam. Yes, thank you, Charlton. I'm glad you appreciate them. And there'll be one tomorrow on July 4th uh, because most Americans won't be doing Bitcoin shows tomorrow. They'll be getting drunk and blowing up stuff. And oh, oh man. I could tell you some 4th of July stories from my day on my roof in Baltimore. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, I did not value my wealth in Bitcoin back then. I was valuing it in. Uh... Anyway, so let, let's continue. <laughs> someone knocked over my chimney one 4th of July. Thank God no one ever fell off of my roof. Thank God. That was that was not long term thinking on my part. Having people on my roof drinking, uh, you know, they if someone would have fallen off, it would have been very bad. Uh, so, and I had a the one person who warned me was a, a friend of mine who was a lawyer, uh, who is a lawyer. Uh, so he, and he's a real smart guy. I, I was, uh, back then, you know, I was I was not not thinking straight. So Forbes had his in, 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 impulsive click date title. Uh, Bit, Bitcoin bubble burst as Ethereum ripple and Litecoin prices crash. I mean, so this is just from the other day. September, July the 2nd, he's, he's, they're already writing Bitcoin bubble has burst. Dudes, how long are you guys rookies or what? Just because the price went from 14,000 to below 10,000, doesn't mean the bubble, that it was a bubble or it burst or that it's, you know, going to stay below. Welcome to the five, the, the, the five uh, digit realm. Okay. Get, dudes, be patient. Okay. You Don't don't write panic – I mean, again, you're, it's clickbait articles using the terms that people are going to click on, trying to scare people. Oh, it was just a bubble. Blah, blah. I mean, during this show, what's going on during this show right now? I mean, it's like it's $12,000 again. And uh, <laughs> just – it's ridiculous, clickbait. But again, Forbes, Forbes, they've got a history of this. All the mainstream guys, and they have no grasp of this. They're so impatient. A, a big, again, they they haven't heard the Adam Meister famous saying: "There'll be days it goes down by three thousand, there'll be days it goes up by three thousand. I mean, it, it doesn't. <laughs> and, the, and then, then the next day, it'll go up by a thousand again. It's volatile, dudes. It's volatile. <laughs> All right. uh Again, check out disruptmeister.com if you like these type of shows. I have over thirteen hundred in my archives. You can learn a lot. And again, this Friday, 11 a.m. is This Week in Bitcoin. I forgot to say that at the beginning, but Friday, 11 a.m. is This Week in Bitcoin. Tomorrow is 4th of July, Thursday. Hopefully, I'll have another afternoon show. This one is relatively early also. It's, it's just 7.30 here in Baltimore, 7.30 p.m. Uh, Juan Galt, who will be on the show on, uh, at 11 a.m. on Friday, he'll be one of the guests This Week in Bitcoin. You all love Juan Galt. He had an interview. I, I linked to it below a tweet um, of a new hardware wallet? Well, they they don't, they haven't actually produced their hardware wallet. So someone's going to ask me, what do you think of the Engrave wallet? I don't know. Uh, they seem somewhat legit. He thought they were legit, but they haven't made their wallet yet. And it, it could be a little while. So he, here are his takeaways from my interview with Engrave. Uh, adding user randomness to master seeds, diversification for chip manufacturers that produce Ledger and Trezor. Uh, multi-sig and Shamir backup strategies. OSS versus closed-source security. Okay, so if you're again, it doesn't exist yet, though. So that's that's a big uh, elephant in the room right there. But hey, the more the merriers. Compete, don't complain. It, it'd be great if there's another hardware wallet uh, producer. So Juan got interviewed these guys. I guess I'll ask him more about it when he's on the show. So just in case you guys hear about this new this new thing, uh, Element. Free Dive says, Bitcoin Meister, will there be seven-digit Bitcoin within our lifetimes? Hey, man, I I don't make predictions like that. I mean, I'd be really happy with six to be in the six-digit realm. I take one realm at a time. So I am looking forward to six-digit realm, and we will see after that – if if it can get to the seven digit realm, that that would be great. God willing, uh, one bitcoin be worth a, a million dollars. God, but I I don't like to say things. I, I I find that to be clickbait. So I never I still. I mean that that's one of the classic things about uh, Bitcoin social media. How many people when things start to get rolling again start talking about $1 billion dollar Bitcoin soon, and then that person's a, is an expert immediately. Immediately they're like a uh, long time programmer. Progr- uh, prognosticator, and the guy's just made one prediction in his life. One, I mean, again, I, I got to get my nephew to just say $1, $1 million Bitcoin and he'll be famous all of a sudden. He'll, he'll be able to have a, a, a you know, a, a Twitter feed and uh, social. People will be quoting him all of a sudden. The little Bitcoin Meister will be getting... Uh, it, well, Adam Meister won't be the Bitcoin Meister anymore if my little nephew says uh, $1 million. I mean, then everyone will know him, not me. That that, that That's how it works. The clickbait works. All right. I mean, that's out for 80 percenters. They want, they just want to hear They want to hear it so badly that they take it. They would love if a five-year-old little kid that said it. All right. At what point should I get a second treasure to split my stash? Right? Uh, dude, I said, if you have two Bitcoin, if you have two, why not? Why not? There are reasons. It's really nice to have a second storage device. I mean, again, I, I would say, uh, and they're so cheap compared to the cost. If you have two Bitcoin, that's right now is $24,000 worth of a asset. Why not pay an extra $100 to, 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 to split it down for, for now? On, okay. So yeah, I, I said a long time ago um, that yeah, when, when you get over one Bitcoin, why not? Get a, get a second one. And, and, and you know, we're not going to get into this in this show, but there's a lot there's crypto dividend reasons to do it too. Um, if you're going back and forth, if you want to get your private key, all this, it, there are reasons to have uh, uh, to have two storage devices. Um, so yeah, th- th- that's my uh, that's my opinion. I have more than two storage devices, obviously. And yeah, uh, remember crypto dividends. You hold your Bitcoin at. You control your own private key. You get the. You get these forks. You get these uh, airdrops. MWC registration ends on July 19th, actually. And then you turn into Bitcoin because you value your wealth in Bitcoin. You get interest on your Bitcoin. That's insider information. So few people talk about that. More people talk about $1 million Bitcoin or $1,000 Bitcoin coming soon than they do like saying, just hold, dude. Don't try to tie in the market. Just hold. And you get these crypto dividends for free that you turn into Bitcoin. There's your insider information. But hey, people want to see fancy sets and graphics. Pound that like button. But here you don't get that. You just get insider. I'd rather get insider information than fancy sensor graphics, but uh, eh, personal responsibility is new counterculture. You you make the choice. Oh yeah, here I had notes on this piece of paper. So I, I came up with this idea. I don't know, when was it? When it was on the plane? Yeah, I think it was on the plane because I wrote it on the back of this plane ticket. <laughs> and um the government, the, the all these local governments that are getting uh hacked and they have to uh give bitcoin in order to free their uh, computers and baltimore never did it uh but you know, all these these local governments they hire so many useless people for sixty thousand dollars a year forty thousand dollars a year eighty thousand dollars a year what the it departments in all these big cities should do because managers also they're always trying to uh, add more people just for the heck of it because i think it boosts their salary the incentive structure is horrible in these in these cities, okay? Just like, oh, if I hire more people, I get, I get a raise. But okay, why don't you hire a virtual person? Work this into your government, okay? This is what governments should pretend. They should pretend it like this. I am going to hire this virtual person named Bitcoin, and I'm going to pay him $60,000 a year, but I only have to do it once. So I hire Mr. Bitcoin for $60,000, and I put the Bitcoin away, and if we ever get hacked, then Mr. Bitcoin gives up his entire salary to them. You see what I? You see where I'm going at here? You see, if they're willing to pay somebody sixty thousand dollars a year every single year, they just buy Bitcoin once, spend sixty thousand dollars on Bitcoin right now. What's that going to get you? Well, it's going to get you exactly five Bitcoin right now. And you just let it sit there. It's your insurance policy. If something comes around, then you use then then you use it to to pay off the. Uh, the, the, the person in Russia or, or wherever that's uh, broken into your system. You really should have a competent IT uh, team, but most cities don't because they just hire their brothers or their brother's friend or whatever. The IT workers aren't even, they just sit there all day, do nothing. So, I mean, this is an example. And, and then you can just pretend that Mr. Bitcoin is an employee and you can get your managerial bonus or whatever you get. And uh, th- th- there you go. That's, that's how you could work it into your budget. Because already you're hiring useless people. So just hire a, 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 a magical, uh, non-existent useful. This person is actually more useful. This person who's not real, named Bitcoin, is more useful than your real people that are working for you. Because if, if it ever comes to be that someone breaks into your system, you send the Bitcoin to the person. All right. To the, the person who's demanding it. And I think, yeah, I think six uh, or five Bitcoin right now, that, that'll be enough in the future to pay these dudes off. But, I mean, again, the Florida cities it's happening to, uh, I mean, it's going to keep, you're going to hear these stories more and more about, about uh, government systems being uh, broken into and the people breaking into them demanding payments in Bitcoin. Guy Bennett says, can we at least agree to dollar cost average, Mr. Bitcoin salary? Nah, they, they're they not that skilled to do that. They should just do it all at once. It, it's I mean, they could do it in monthly payments or by, you know, every two weeks, like they were really paying a guy's salary, I guess. Okay. But I, I think they should just g- get it out of the way so, so they don't like s- stop in the middle of it. Okay. Uh, Matt Ode- no, Nick Carter says, uh, have you witnessed your friends in the financial sector losing their minds trying to predict what the Fed will do next? Those misallocated resources are the cost of our monetary regime, not explicit. You won't see a Fed uncertainty cost in but still very real. And you know, Nick's got a point. People who are in traditional finance mar- financial markets, they have to worry about every single little move the Fed does. They have to make predictions about it. It affects their, their stocks, their bonds, their gold, their this, their that, the other. And in Bitcoin, we don't need to worry about that. We don't at all. That is the awesome thing about the Bitcoin overlay. The the governments are going to do what they're going to do. Bitcoin is, they can't do anything to Bitcoin, the fed, the fed making moves. Yeah. Some of them will convince more people to buy Bitcoin. So Bitcoin will go up, but it's, it's not a concern for a Bitcoin holder. It is, it is is not at all for a Bitcoin holder. At least I, I should stress that Bitcoin holders do not have to worry about. What the Fed does. If you, again, maybe if you're a trader and stuff, if you're a Bitcoin trader, then yeah, you actually do have to worry about the, what the Fed does because it just, if the Fed does something totally randomly uh, and just decides to go crazy on the print, the money printing, suddenly your position s- saying, oh, well, Bitcoin's going to go to a uh, thousand or Bitcoin's going to go to 8,000 will get totally wrecked because of your chart can't predict what individual actors are going to do. So that's, I mean, that's another reason why I think uh, Bitcoin trading or trading anything is totally insane. Um, Holding Bitcoin, if you're a strong hand Bitcoin holder, it doesn't matter what the Fed does at all. It doesn't matter what the Fed does at all. So yeah, I, I mean, it's you know if you're gonna be a, tra- a a traditional finance guy you got to deal with the, you know the Fed you, that's just that's just the way it is I was gonna say I feel bad for them I don't feel bad for this personal responsibility is a new counterculture they got into it they know what it is um, I feel happy for me that I don't have to worry about that nonsense uh, and B Rock said is it okay to use one Satoshi per byte for transaction fees if time is not a factor um, look I don't know I don't. I, that that would be the cheapest I, I i don't go that low i don't go that low i don't go that low. just don't do it <laughs> like like i don't want to say something that's going to get somebody's thing uh stuck now i i don't want to say that so i don't have the chart in front of me right now but it, it you don't have to go with what your uh wallet recommends you can go lower but I, that is that's the possible that's the cheapest and I, I'm scared of stuff like that. I'm getting the super cheapest. If you, I mean, Booger's guy said if you wait long enough, once Satoshi, <laughs> once Satoshi will be expensive. Hmm, very interesting. Well, yeah, you're going to be. <laughs> A, 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 in the future, we will be able to go b- beyond that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I just got to, I got to choose there one second. Yeah, you're right. If you do wait. <laughs> I just I did something backwards in my head there. If you if you wait long enough, indeed, uh, in terms of fiat, one well, Satoshi will, will be expensive. Uh, but uh, we're not we're not there yet. We're, we're definitely not there yet. Uh, so uh, and th- at that point, everyone who needs to make uh, quick cheap transactions will be uh, using uh, the the Lightning Network, which will be less than uh, less than a, a, a Satoshi at, at that point in theory. All right. I was moving around. Uh, I was moving around BTC for the MWC airdrop. That's why I asked. Well, I mean, we're, you're getting to a point where time is going to be a concern with that. Uh, because I mean, how if it gets stuck for two weeks? I mean, that that wouldn't be too fun. All right. So uh, Matt Odell, wh- the, here's something bullish from Matt Odell, and I think maybe I noticed this also. The Ethereum scam bots are back with a Twitter tactic. They post an edited screenshot. With the scam link embedded. Stay safe out there. Nobody is giving is going to give you free money. Yes, no one on Twitter is giving away really free Ethereum. Do not fall for that. It is back. But the fact that it's back means is bullish because that was those those scams pop up during uh, bull markets. I haven't seen one of them for a while, and now they're they're coming out again like a plague. So beware, people. No, there's no no one's giving away free Ethereum on Twitter or other social media platforms. Finally, finally, this was very interesting. This is from Gigi, who was on the show recently. I think it was last week, he was on This Week in Bitcoin. Check out techbalt.com, follow me on Twitter at techbalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Icy Wallet is a Bitcoin cold storage wallet that doesn't require sight, just plug in headphones and a keyboard or a refreshable braille display and get going. And so I have wondered, um, and I I saw a tweet about this a a long time ago about the blind using Bitcoin. And here is a solution to that. And I actually know someone who is blind and I may be talking to him tonight on the phone um, who owns Bitcoin. So uh, I I think he's a very interesting person to, to hear it, to know if he's even heard of this. And uh, you know the, the trials and tribulations he's gone through trying to hold Bitcoin when, when you can't see when you're blind. So this is a solution, ICY Wallet, and I was I was glad to hear that. So I will leave you with that note, uh, that very positive note. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to his channel, like this video, share this video, check out the links below, pound that like button, bang that bell button. You can get shirts like this linked to below click on those squares to see my old shows. I'll say hi to everyone in the chat. Bye-bye.